Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to On A Good Day with me, Elizabeth Callahan, And me, Julia Ajay. Today is our last episode of this season and we're going to be looking back and reflecting on some of the things that we've learned over the past 19 episodes of On A Good Day. 19. Can't that many. I can't believe that, Elizabeth. I really can't. It's been such a journey, actually, I think for both of us, hasn't it? Um, And I have learned so, so much about me, about brain injury, um, about other people's experiences, just hearing that and people coming and talking with such honesty and vulnerability as well. And also, I think, feedback that I've received from people who have listened to the podcast um, about how much other people have learned through it as well. And I think that's that's the value, isn't it, that we wanted to bring to this, both in terms of our own learning and sharing those experiences. And I don't think I realised how much I would personally gain from listening to the wonderful guests that we've had, professionals, but also those people with their own lived experience that have just brought so much to the conversations that we've had. Yeah, I totally agree. You know, we set this up, didn't we? Because we really wanted to help other people and give value back. And along the way, have hugely learned ourselves and got so much out of it. And, uh, you know, I guess for me, looking back at, you know, one of our pivotal episodes for me was me reflecting back on five years of living with, Paul's brain injury and that was a really emotional episode actually if you remember we were together that time which was was great to come together for that but talking about it it just helps so so much and having other people talk to you about their experiences it just brings you up to a different level and I guess for me, looking back on one of the key things that I've learned is a level of acceptance of having a husband with a brain injury, accepting him and the situation and how it's changed our lives. Yes, and I think that building the understanding of what some of those um, changes that have happened uh are about or 
um, how they manifest is, is certainly, I think, um, you know, helped helped me as well and, and helped me to continue to realize that every brain injury is different and the effects on on individuals and families. But there are some commonalities, I think, as well between the conversations, thinking about the kind of support that is important for us all in terms of support we receive, support our um, our loved ones with the brain injury receive and, and how linking up professionals as well um, at different stages in the journey um, has really helped me to see that almost bigger picture. Um, and I think that the perspective over time as well with both your experience and my experience and with our guests over time makes has reinforced for me the fact that it is a journey and it's an ongoing journey um, but one where there's always room for us to learn move on make new gains um, and and really also share some of that too and I wanted to just think about our very first guest on the show Satinda, um, Dr. Sangera, and her amazing story. And I think the way that she so openly shared that with us really kicked off our whole series in these last 19 episodes and laid the foundation for that openness of experience and sharing. She was just incredible. And uh, everything that she's gone through and to come out the other side and be such a force just so empowering and just that can-do attitude and just right let's just crack on and you know she went on to continue her medical studies despite everything that was thrown and you know people's attitudes um and to come out the other side and to have helped so many others in that situation as well so absolutely loved having her on and her energy and uh, yeah uh, yeah that was definitely a great way to kick off on a good day absolutely and and I think that um we had other guests who had brain injuries caused by different things and that was something else that was reinforced of the varied nature of brain injury and the cause of brain injury and thinking about a more recent guest that we've had Connor and, and before him Joy um, and and how their brain injuries affected them in different ways and obviously Connor's was also a very dramatic story with uh, with being on stage playing Hamlet when that happened um, and of, of Joy also being in Tanzania when she had her stroke but again, that resilience and determination from them both to move forward afterwards and to reach a level of acceptance as well that has enabled them to, to be continuing their recovery now. Yeah, and learning more along the way. And the thing is, you know, you will, it's a bit like life, isn't it? You know, you do come across, we all come across different obstacles after having a brain injury, you're dealing with maybe a few more obstacles, but it's learning to overcome those and building resilience is, you know, that fundamental to, to life really for us all, isn't it? But those impacted by brain injury 
have to have even more, right? Absolutely. And um, I think resilience is something we've heard a lot through mm. the episodes. Mm. But another thing, Elizabeth, that comes to mind is, is thinking about Serena Bamfield, who I thought yeah. really illustrated in her words, without even knowing it, that compassion that she has for her father, um, John, who had a brain injury, and just the way that she felt that had actually enhanced her life and in her understanding and her compassion towards both her father but actually to to everyone that, that she comes into contact with and even in her professional role and workplace she was saying that she feels it's increased her understanding of of uh, you know being able to cope with different situations so I thought that was marvelous yeah she was brilliant and strengthened her relationship with her father as well yeah I can't not mention again positive risk taking <laughs> yes. because that really has been a fundamental shift over the last year which resulted in us going on a family holiday with just the four of us to Africa um, to a new country to the wonderful Tanzania and Zanzibar, we were so lucky to have done it. It was absolutely the holiday of a lifetime. It was a huge investment in, in family time for us all. And you know what? I realised that the positive risk-taking was for me. Actually, it was about me saying, we can do this. And this is worth the worry, worth the, the kind of, risk management and it's just been such an important journey and actually safari in Swahili means journey yeah and it was a safari in all senses of the word and and, and that was instigated by that conversation of actually thinking I need to push myself well, I was going to say, Juliet, did you, so positive risk-taking was mentioned in one of our earlier episodes um, by Roisin, who's an occupational therapist. And do you think you would have gone to Tanzania if you haven't have had that experience of hearing that episode and speaking to Roisin? I think it was a combination of hearing Roisin and also being very encouraged by our daughter. But I, I think possibly not. You know, I really think, I hadn't really heard the term positive risk-taking before. And I think it's something that I very much, you know, was, was committed to, particularly in the early days after Hector had his brain injury. But I think as time has gone on, I've maybe become more risk-averse you know I'm I'm getting older and uh, you know maybe more comfortable and and time has passed and I think it provided me with a bit of a bit of a kick to say you know you know get back out there um, and I'm not sure that I would have done it without that from Rasheen so I'm really grateful for that. That's so interesting and just oh the power of it right 
Well, another thing I'm going to say is about the fun we've had. Because the journey up to Nottingham University, (laughs) the last time I was at Nottingham University, I did go up for an open day when I was doing my A-levels and decided it wasn't where I wanted to go. Um, And I I think I spent a sort of miserable hour in the students' union. Um, But this visit was absolutely amazing. What a beautiful campus. And I was so excited to meet John McGregor, the author of Lean Full Stand. Mm-hmm. It seemed to bring together so many strands of, of my life because we'd read his book in our arts club here that I'm a member of. And, and I just thought the way that he spoke about the research that he'd done, the characters that he'd developed in that story, and the particular emphasis on the, um, on the carer and the caring role and the wife of the main character who, who had a stroke. Um, I just thought that was really powerful. So, and to actually sit in his his office and be interviewing him about that with his book on the shelf, I just was so excited. It was a really special moment, wasn't it? It and was. I got so much out of reading that book and the themes that came up, it could really, really relate to and really resonate with as a carer and hearing the wife's journey I think he just brought in so many elements that really touched upon how I was feeling how I felt when it first happened you know that kind of overwhelming kind of thought but you know you kind of keep going and keep going and then things kind of gradually hit you and the whole him coming home from hospital and dealing with that and I just remember that so clearly when Paul came home from hospital after he was in hospital in total for 10 months suddenly being like right I'm kind of on my own here yeah this is this is you know what we've got to deal with and 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 how do we and it's getting your head around it and it's a different way of living and you know you don't always have that support well talking about support you know we we had Luke Griggs on from Headway you know being able to tap into all those different charities and, and how important the charities, the role that charities have in helping brain injury survivors and their families. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that impact for you and I on work and and identity as well and and going back to John's book, I think that was something that was really strong in that in terms of how that had to be dealt with and how it changed at that moment in time but it it also made me think you've gone back to to work this year haven't you and um, how's that been for you yeah it's been great in, in in so many ways I felt it was really time for me to link back to that identity to get some space between Paul and I and, and, you know, being able to thrive in a different environment again. And there's that importance of the, the carers still being able to do something for themselves yeah. and, and retain some of that identity because 
we're we're not just carers we're we're everything else as well and when you know so many people have all these different kinds of hats and it's making sure that we're we're all fulfilled in our own ways and also taking time out taking time out for yourself and also having that that self-care and filling yourself up the author Sarah Chalice that we had on her book who cares you know she speaks about the importance of self-care because she ran herself into quite a large hole and was on the floor before she sought help and yeah that can be the story for so many people that are caring for others so I think filling your cup up making sure that you have your own life as well outside because if you're not fulfilled if you're not um healthy if you're not enjoying parts of life yourself how can you then pass that on to somebody else and lift them up and support them it really is quite a fine balancing act really isn't it yes yes and I do also think that the conversation that we had with Dr Fergus Gracie Mm. the neuropsychologist about identity as well really links to that an identity that needs to be redefined for people who've had a brain injury but also for people like us who are supporting those people with brain injury that um you know what what is identity how might it change and how do we work towards kind of bringing that new almost new sense of identity that is forged post-brain injury um, to be something that's real and managing mood and having that support in the community and community links. Mm. Um, you know, I think that, that that's also been a common theme through the different episodes. And again, that the acceptance. Yeah. Us as well. Yeah. Um, you've just made me think of you know, going back to Joy's story, but also Ross's story as well. So we had Joy and Ross on together. He's caring for her and hearing how he's his side of the story and how he's coping with, um, you know, the changes for his life and supporting her and ways in which they work together as a team. Yeah, yeah. They were really powerful and, yeah, just really grateful to them and all our guests for coming on and sharing their stories with such honesty. It's really helped us and, you know, helped our audience members as well. Um, And some of the feedback that we've got from the podcast has just been overwhelming and, you know, so grateful for every person that has left us a review if you haven't please do because you know that's a way of raising the visibility of the podcast but also for us to know how we're doing what else maybe you'd like us to to cover or you know learning and connecting us with us on you know we're on Instagram Twitter Facebook the links will be in the show notes connecting with us and sharing what issues you'd like us to cover so yeah please do get in touch don't be afraid to just yeah drop us a line and we'll absolutely try and get back to you well it's been a huge privilege to talk to you and our guests yeah and we're going to have a short break but we've got so many exciting plans for our future episodes haven't we We and so many ideas yeah I know it's to get, to I'm get so excited for 
the forthcoming episodes and I think as well as leaving reviews what is very powerful is for people to pass on the podcast and links to other friends contacts members of of their family who have also been affected by brain injury because we know that's the most powerful way of sharing and we want this to be a support to as many people as possible who find themselves in the position that we were in yeah and I would like to personally say thank you to everyone who's done that and everyone who has listened and supported our journey with this Yes, please do keep sharing as much as possible. And I'm also thanking Paul and Hector for coming yes. on. This episode was so powerful when it was the four of us and we were talking about their experiences and them sharing that for kind of the first time, really, in, in such intimate detail for, for Paul, I think, and having that space to talk about it and I know that's one of our you know most popular episodes is is that one with with Paul and Hector and them sharing their story what it's like to live with a brain injury and us kind of bouncing off that as well as carers well also I'd like to thank Hector for the support that he's given me to do this and and to share our story yeah because I certainly wouldn't be doing this without his full support so yes thank you Hector And before we sign off, uh, another episode that I have to mention is a very powerful one with Professor Leff and the research that he's done into aphasia. And I think, you know, there was that real light bulb moment, I suppose, with him saying how the study that he did with that group, you know, group of people who have aphasia many months perhaps years down the line and still seeing improvements in an, in an intensive environment but you know that reminder that you can still improve if you've got that will to learn that is there is that opportunity to improve with with aphasia with that work that's what he's found these findings that he's found and actually in season two we're looking forward to getting professor left back on the podcast to talk in a bit more detail about the results of that study yes and and didn't that fit well with bindia's practical examples of supporting people in developing speech um as a speech therapist herself and how giving us all tips on how we we can support as communication partners too so I think that that combination of guests with that huge variety of experience in all different ways has uh, has really contributed to hopefully what other people have found as as a really valuable set of 19 episodes I know and 20 now 20 (laughs) I think 20 to it We've covered so many different topics. You're so right. And there is something, each one has its own merits and, you know, covers different things that will resonate with other people. So if you haven't already, go back, listen, re-listen, as Julie was saying, share it with other people um, because that's the most powerful way of getting this podcast to the people that really need it is just by sharing it whether it be on social media or it's just going you're just sending the link to somebody um, or just mentioning it telling us telling you know them to subscribe and making sure they don't miss an episode um, that may well help them in the future 
thank you as well Elizabeth thank, thank you, you yeah. it's been such a pleasure and to from that you know little idea that we had you know almost two years ago it was two years ago right um to finally bring it to fruition and to have got so much out of it and it has been incredible and you know your support and your conversations has definitely helped to keep me sane over the last couple of years. Well and vice versa as well, vice versa I mean it's it's just been amazing and and also I'd like to say a particular thank you for all the editing that you've done. I've had feedback about how wonderful oh. it, it has been so you really have put so much into that so a special thank you to you for that thank you julia and a big thank you to you as well um yeah you're you're amazing i look forward to the next episode with the next series yes we are starting to record them already so we will have a summer full of interviewing some fabulous guests and have an incredible season for you in the autumn thank you bye-bye Thank you. Until then, have a very good day. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip (laughs) off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford and Craig Revel-Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.